We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we got one more thing to do before we get out of here, Brian. And we got to go over your keys to the game from last week, or, you know, leading into the Central Michigan game. Kind of the we got keys three... to victory revisited. Yes. what we call it. Yes. Thank you for being very official because I wasn't. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk offense first. And I think this is pretty decent here. Okay. So number one was get back on track, mm-hmm. right? And you talked about the first three games and how efficient they were scoring touchdowns on their, you know, 11 out of 12 scoring touchdowns on the, you know, all those things. Right. And they were very efficient. And then they were not very efficient against NC state because they punted twice as many times in the first half as they had all season. I mean, bottom line, right. They were not very in the first two games. Like they punted twice total. Uh, okay. In the first two games, and well, they those were four times. Those were in, both against Tennessee State, right? I believe so. Once yes. with the backups on the yes. on the field, they didn't punt yeah. against Navy. They they uh, never punted in the first two games with their starting offense. That's fair. Yes, absolutely. They they, they had ele- they had times. they scored touchdowns on eleven of the twelve drives in the first two games. They scored touchdowns. The only drive right. they didn't score a touchdown with the first team offense was a f- missed field goal in the right. opener by right. Spencer Schrader. So yeah, so, both those punts came with the backups right. on the field. So last week, like, yeah, last week they punted four times in the first half, I believe, off the top of my head. So they had to get back on track. Well, this game, first three possessions, they scored touchdowns. And the fourth possession was a missed field goal. Now, granted, it was a 59-yard field goal, but they had a chance to put points on the board, right? And so they definitely got back on track earlier. Uh, than they did uh, in in the game before, so I think that's what you meant by that. But if not, please correct me if I'm wrong. No, it was it was about getting back on track and and starting fast and being efficient yeah. and and getting points on the board, and that's exactly where the the conversation came from. Yeah. And it started well against against Central Michigan. I mean, they scored a touchdown on their first three drives, and they only faced one two third downs on their first two drives, right? Or their first three drives, they only faced a. And they they had to convert a third nine on drive two. And they had to convert a third and two. Didn't get it. Went on fourth and one. Scored on that fourth and one. Didn't face a third down on the next drive. And then on drive four, 
you know, you're you're getting in situations where second play of the drive or first play of the drive, you go minus three on the stretch. You know, it's a complete blown assignment. That's one of the mistakes that Pat Coogan had in the game. And there was a couple others. And you go minus three. Next play, you hit a check down and you get called for holding and you're backed up. You kind of shot yourself in the foot. The next drive, they have a 72-yard touchdown run called back because of holding. And and so you don't, you don't score on that drive. And then the next drive, you you get a 42 yard gain on your first play, get you into into the into territory for uh, Central Michigan territory, and then you you convert you get called for holding on the next play. So instead of it being first and ten at the 33, and you you know they gain two yards in a play. So instead of second and eight at the, at the 20, 31 yard line, you're now first and 20. At your at the forty three, they gain eleven on the next play. Throw two passes that are incomplete, and they're kicking a field goal, and, and they get it right. So, you know when you when you look at those things, Vince, it's kind of like you were more efficient. You scored a touchdown on four of your first six drives. You had a touchdown mm-hmm. on five of eight. Uh, actually, six of nine, seven of ten. Yeah, they, uh, they, they scored you know, on seven of ten drives. Yeah, right. But the problem is you you had to settle settle for too many field goals. Yeah. Right. So you had to settle for three. what? Three field goals. Well, they, in the game? they settled for three field goal attempts. They hit two out of three. Right. Right. So they had five yeah. touchdowns and then um, two field goals. Correct. Correct. Yep. And then you missed a field goal. Correct. In the game. So it was a good start. You had some sloppiness in the middle and then you finished strong. Right. That That's how I look at it. And the sloppiness in the middle was about you. Yeah. And that's always where you want to be as a coach. Like when you look back, you're like, dude, if we don't do that silly thing there that we just don't normally do, if we don't do that mistake there that we don't normally do, we're rolling this team off the field. And so there's a lot of that stuff to clean up. So I did think that they they did well in that regard, Vince. They did come out and, and get back on track faster. I mean, look, I don't know what else I can complain about. First drive of the game, you go 8-3-5-75. Yeah. You know, I mean, you come out the next drive and then you don't get the big play. So, you know, you throw an incomplete pass on first one, first down, you get into a third and nine. Uh, Sam Hartman hits Chris Tyrion across. That was another example where I felt like if he would have, if he wasn't trying, he held on it to it too long because yeah. he wanted to get that downfield shot. But if he just reads the defense and sees they're going, he hits Chris Tyree on stride, stride. and Chris Tyree gets the corner. Because Chris Terry was stopped. He ran yes. out of real estate. He stopped yes. and was turned if around. he hits him yeah. on the run, yeah. he has the corner. Now, it's not a touchdown, but he's going to get no. 20, 30 12. yards at least, right? It's more than 12. You know, but but you, you missed that, and you had to kind of work a little bit for that drive. You had a you know 10-yard run, an 11-yard run, 8-yard run, and then the 17-yard touchdown run, 12-yard completion, 11-yard completion. So, hey, look, we don't have the big play here. We've got we to move the chains. Boom, they do it. Come back the next play, go 10 yards on a jet sweep, gain one, 76 yards on a touchdown. So those things were all working. You just have to, you just have to do a better job of not putting yourself in a position where you're stopping yourself. Yeah. Those are those are really what it comes down to is that Central Michigan didn't really stop Notre Dame on Saturday. Yeah. Notre Dame shot themselves in the foot at times. Yep. Agreed. That's that's the reality of it. Oh, absolutely. And and like uh, even I think the first field goal attempt, right? I, I'm I'm let me, let me see here. You had uh, yes, you have the third and ten. Uh, you're at uh, where was the you're at the forty one yard line, third and ten, and they ran hitch wide fade Y option. So basically, what you're going to do 
as a coach is you're going to line up and say, if we get cover one, we're going to throw the wide fade and hit the wide fade. But if, if we're not, if we don't, if that throws not there, then you bang that quick option and you get six, you know, five, six at the catch point. And then maybe he makes a couple guys miss and get the first down. But at the very least he gets five, six yards. And now we're in two down territory and you go for a fourth down Holden stays drops the ball wide open drops. Right. the ball. Yeah. Right. Just, that's you shooting yourself in the foot. That's a kid who just went off the previous game saying, I want to go off again. And you saw it, Vince. He starts to turn before he catches the ball. Yep. Because he's trying to make that play. Yeah. So it, it, he'll learn sophomore, mis- rookie, you know, young guy mistake. And then, you know, he'll make that play next time. But those are the things where Notre Dame stopped themselves. It wasn't really about Central Michigan. It was Notre Dame. Correct. And that's, that's kind of where you want to, you know, where yep. you want to build. But I, so I think key number one, I thought they Check. had success with. I agree. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, Game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Key number two was the interior line must play better. And they did. We, they, I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, I thought they this did? was yeah. as a group their best game of the year. Oh, absolutely. And and you and I both independently 
decided that Pat Coogan had his best game that he's had so far this season. You know, yes, there were a few mistakes here and there. There were a couple, guys, that's, know, three to four uh, bad uh, plays. Can, can I point some out, Vince? Yeah. When we talk about negative plays, that happens to every player every game. That's oh, But that's the nature of, of what we do at Irish Breakdown. I mean, the name of the show is Irish Breakdown. Yeah. You can't break things down if you're not willing to be critical. And, and I mean critical from the sense of the critiquing standpoint of critical. If we're just up here blowing Sam Hartman all the time and talking how wonderful he is and he never makes any mistakes, then we need to change our name to Irish Homers. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, that's what we do. So when we do those things, it's not to point out like, oh, this guy sucks or that guy's bad. It's just those things are going to happen and they're they're part of the game. But I just want to make sure we're clear on that when 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 people understand kind of what we do, because there's new people on the channel like, hey, guys, why are you guys this? that? Why aren't you happy with the win? I'm like, I'm very happy with the win. Do you know what we do here? Do you know what the name of our show is? Irish Breakdown. Right. So um, it's not Irish Sunshine. Right. Irish homers, Irish like everything is though. awesome. I like you Irish know, homers. like yes, it's Irish Might breakdown. I mean, alternative show for us, Irish yes. homers. Yeah. Yes, that's good. We just have like alternate our alternate personalities. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, oh, I love just get that uh, that that obnoxious. Everything is awesome. Show. Oh my god. Or we can there- we also do one called Irish anger. You know, where, where we just get in and we just rage the whole time. Everybody sucks. Everybody's terrible. Everything's everything's awful. Sucks. I can't believe they only be I mean, that'd be some yeah. fun segments. It would just be. like rage and just yes. act like idiots for five, you know, ten minutes to scream into the mic the whole time. I yes. Mean, yes. It's funny because every time we talk about Irish homers or Irish haters, I have visuals of people in my head, by the way. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I love this one. El Conquistador. This is a good one. Ivy Kool-Aid. I there like you that go. One. I dig that one. We can yes. wear like the black sunglasses, yes. like the Kool-Aid yes. man, the whole yes. deal. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. So anyway, sorry, Ben. These days, I hear. Back to point two. By the way. Yes. So point two, that, that the defense or the interior of the offensive line needs to play better. They did. They played better this game. They played their best. And for the three of them together, they played their best that they've played yeah. up to this point. They're taking yeah. a step in the right direction. Still have to continue yeah. stepping, well, figuratively it, and literally. And Ryan and I talked about this on our Thursday show, Vince, is the best part of Central Michigan's defense was right up the middle. It was their three technique, and it was their their nose was a tough kid. He wasn't, like, super talented, but he was a tough kid. And then it was their middle linebacker. That was the that was the best part of of what they had. So you were going to need to bring it to really dominate the way that Notre Dame did on the ground, sure. And they did two hundred thirty six yards plus a seventy another seventy two yarder that was brought back. They averaged six point four yards a carry. In order to do that, you you had to play well up the middle because this is a team that just doesn't right. I mean, look, give some perspective on on Central Michigan. Last year they gave up one hundred fifty two yards per game. It's not great. Uh, they had a couple games late where they got beat, but they their highest yards allowed per per or attempt last year was five point four, was the most they gave up last year. The year before, they only gave up one hundred nineteen yards per game, rushing yards per game, and only three point four yards per attempt. The highest average against them all season was five point nine by Missouri in the opener. After that, it was four point eight. So this is a football team, Vince, that is not used to to going out there and just getting ripped up like that. Year right. 2020, they gave up 130 and a half yards per game, 3.1 uh, per rush. Highest allowed, uh, highest they allowed that year was 4.5. So 
So you you go back, Vince. This is actually I'm going to try to find this statistic now that I'm looking at it. The last time they gave up this many yards per play per rush was back in 2018 uh, against Kentucky. That was the last time they gave up more yards per rush than they did against Notre Dame on Saturday. And that year they had a running back by the name of Benny Snell. I don't even remember Benny Snell for Kentucky. He rushed for almost 1,500 yards that year and 16 touchdowns. As the last time Kentucky gave or uh, Central Michigan gave up that many yards per play per rush in a game, right? So, uh, and and when when you, when that's true, and the best part of of who you are as a defense is up the middle. Yeah, uh, I said uh, Jacques Bristol. I, I think I, I think I said something else besides Bristol earlier, but it was Jacques Bristol is the defensive tackle I was talking about. He came into the game. He had three tackles for loss in in, in two games, and he didn't have any against Notre Dame. They kept him in check, did a really nice job. So I, I think in that regard, Vince, are there things they need to get better at? Absolutely. They got to play better against Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, but the, the toughness was sure. there. The effort was there. I've had people say I didn't think the offensive line was physical. Like, look, there's some things oh. you can be critical of of the offensive line, but I don't Not that. I don't think physicality is one. I think, yeah. I think the technical part needs to get better. The angles, they didn't play with great angles all the time coming off in the run game. You know, like when you're down blocking, they would take like the under angle which would allow the guy to get over top of them, which you don't, you go high. If, if anything, if you're running toss, you go high and make that guy go underneath you. Cause if he goes underneath you, he can't get to the toss. Right. Right. Just like little stuff like that. that needs to get better. But overall, yeah. I thought the interior, I thought the guards definitely played better in this game. They got to continue to grow and build and develop and they will, but I thought they did. Yeah. They had a so- They had a real solid performance. It wasn't they great. They took a step in the right direction. Yes. It wasn't great, but it was solid. Right. Solid. Third key offensively wide receivers must step up yeah so i mean we can we can go over the stats <laughs> but wide receivers had 315 yards receiving in this game yeah i, I would mean, say that's pretty good Vince. i would say that they stepped up i mean they were getting behind the defense they were making plays there were no obvious drops to me not by I the mean, receivers no not by the receiver yeah. that's what i'm saying not by the receivers right. like i would have loved for great house to come down with that one third down that was thrown high on yep. purpose that would but, have been a tough one but, yes, but that's not a drop you. per se you know that that's not a a blatant drop you know what i mean so yeah. i can't even really be all that upset about it you know uh other than that they made all the plays they were asked to make and so i'm good with it now next week's huge test they're going to be going up against a good secondary. And those that secondary is going to press them. And how are they going to get off the line? And, you know, there were a few times where they didn't get off the line as fast as I would have liked them to get off the line, you know, against Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. You can't take plays off against Ohio State. You can't. No. And the other thing is, if Sam Hartman's on his game, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he will be, you don't know the ball is going to come your way, man. So right. you better be ready. Because he's going to spread the ball around. If you're open, you're going to get the rock. So get open and expect the ball every time. You know, yeah. I, I can't even tell you how much it, and I'm not saying Notre Dame does this. Can't tell you how much it burns me to watch wide receivers just kind of jog off the line when they know the ball's not coming their direction. Yeah. You know, Oh my gosh, that bothers me so much. Because that is not a talent issue. That is an effort issue. You know what I mean? And so... Bust off the line. Get open. You're going to get yours. Sam Hartman will find you if you are open. That's how I feel yeah. about it. And I think, you know, all in all, I like where the receivers are at right now. They're going to really 
show us something. They're going to show us one one way or the other, but they're going to show us something on Saturday. I mean, it, for me, Vince, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, in this instance, I think the production speaks for itself. Yeah. On Saturday, Notre Dame receivers, when targeted with a pass, averaged 15 point yards per target <laughs> and 22.5 yards per catch. They had games of 76, 75, 42, and 39 yards in the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, that's good. That's really yeah. good. I mean, that's that's where you want to be. Eight of their 14 completions went for at least 10 yards, and and uh, that's where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I look, I can nitpick things, and we do in this particular show, but as far as – as far as like when we're doing the upon further review, then yes, there's things I got to do better. There's, you know, there's that. But when you just look at, did they check the box here? Receivers need to step up. Yes. And I'll tell you something else about this too, Vince. It was very clear to me that what we had hoped that coach Parker would do two weeks ago was definitely something he did on Saturday. There was a very clear concerted effort to get the wide receivers more involved in the pass game. Yeah. Very clear to me. Mm-hmm. that that was something they were focused on doing early in this game is yeah. getting the out, especially the outside receivers. I mean, there were, there were plays being drawn up to get the outside receivers, the football in this game early. And, you know, sometimes the ball came their way. Sometimes it didn't, but when it did, they made plays and that was a positive. See, and it was good to see Chris Tyree. I mean, Chris Tyree only played like 14 snaps on Saturday <laughs> and he had, you know, two catches for 88 yards. And he uh, was open in those a few plays, other times yeah. that yeah. he should have been targeted. Yeah. You know, he, he made those, he made those, uh, those snaps count. There's no yes. doubt about that. Well, I'm actually looking at this now. So let me just the snap. T- he was, he had 14 snaps. He was only in on the, on, on eight pass plays <laughs> in the game on Saturday. And had two catches. And he had two catches. And for probably eight eight had, and at least converted, had a 76 yard touchdown and converted a third nine. That was his two cat was his two catches on saturday that that's you know look i no complaints check box checked yeah i i think and and i this is probably only the second time like we didn't do this for the navy game i have to go back and look what my my notes were for navy but i'm pretty sure i thought the offense checked all the boxes against navy this is only the second time because last week they checked one of three yeah, it was big true. plays that's it's it true this week they went three for three as far as the, th- the three things I felt we needed to see from the offense. And the encouraging thing is we made very clear to say last week, Vince, that our keys to the victory were forward thinking. Mm-hmm. That we need to see this as they prepare to go play Ohio State. So, yep. yeah. So I, I think check, check, check. All three. Yes. Check for offense, right? Agree. Let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball, Brian. Here we go. Number one, turn the D-line loose I don't think that was a check mark yes that i mean definitely not <laughs> less I than mean, we saw i mean they went in the opposite yeah. direction yes honestly agreed. In this game, Vince. they went in the opposite direction well and and it was a scheme situation like they weren't given a whole lot of opportunities to be let loose right and but i also think that they didn't play great you know the d-line didn't play great in this particular game and so not only were they not turned loose, they didn't play fantastic either. So it's almost like a double negative, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But either way, they did not check this box. No, no, I, I didn't think the D line played great, and they weren't they weren't put into position to to make a ton of plays in this right. game, in my opinion. So yeah, big big minus on this one, Vince. Yeah, 
Next one was be disciplined. And this this was more along the lines of, you know, maintaining gap integrity and not letting the what we thought was a mobile quarterback at Bert Emanuel Jr., you know, get Thank outside. I, I, I think I leaned over and said that to you at one point <laughs> yeah. uh, when their running back or their quarterback was running. I was like, Thank God, that was not Emanuel. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, got through the hole a little slower. Yes. Than, than, that, I mean, ran the ball hard. I, mean, I give that mm-hmm. kid credit. Like, he didn't look like a backup. I, he ran that offense pretty mm-hmm. pretty well, I mean, for, for a MAC team. But uh, but yeah, I, it was about keeping him in the pocket, not letting him hurt you, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, being gap sound, tackling yeah. efficiently, you know, tackling mm-hmm. well, being assignment correct, no blown assignments, right? Because w- one of the things you talk about, Vince, when, when, when you're doing a discussion about being disciplined against an inferior opponent it's like make them work yeah right like make them work for it don't don't give them easy don't give them wide open seam throws down the middle of the field to to get the ball down if it just don't don't do that just right why right like just don't make those mistakes you know don't don't come in and just completely whiff when you you're you know like look for all the issues that i had without golden's play calling there was there's at least five or six calls where like a defender's running scot free to the ball. Right. And just whiff. Yeah. Right. Like, Hey, I can't put that on him. Now you could say, well, maybe they weren't as certain of what they were doing in those situations. And a couple of times, maybe that's true. But like on the one where Jalen Steed comes running free, I, dude was coming in. He knew exactly where he was going and he got free and he just missed, just missed. Now it's like, Hey, you, you got to figure some stuff out. And it wasn't just the linebackers. It was linebackers, it was corners, it was safeties. They were all having those issues. And so, you know, to me, Vince, uh, I, I big negative on this one. This was a very undisciplined performance in in every way, really. Yeah. I, you know, the only position that I didn't feel struggled in this area was was probably the, the corners. There you go. Yeah, outside. Yeah. 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 They were pretty good. Yeah. They were good in run support. You know, and like Thomas Harper had that that first play of the game where he tries to throw the guy down instead of wrapping him up and tackling him. And then the guy, he doesn't throw him out of bounds. Right. So the guy runs for, right. you know, it gets. He did end up making the tackle. Like, I mean, yeah. but, but still. After that, I thought yeah. he was pretty good. I thought Javante yeah. Jean Baptiste. So there were some individual players that were disciplined and gap sound sure. and did their jobs. There was a position group corner that I thought did really well in this area. But as a defense, definitely not um a, a, a check in that regard Vince like, agree and that's that's the frustrating thing is I mean well let's get to point three because yeah well I mean they're going over today I was gonna say I was just <laughs> gonna say that so but point number three was get the ball and right. that had to do with getting turnovers and forcing yeah. turnovers and forcing fumbles and doing all they forced two fumbles they didn't recover them and so right. they didn't force any turnovers in this game zero right upkiss so they didn't What's get weird, the ball. They have now forced seven fumbles in four games. And have recovered. They have not recovered a single one of them. Zero, baby. And they like weren't that's... overly disruptive in the pass game, to be honest with you. Like, there weren't a lot like, oh, man, so-and-so almost picked that one off. There really wasn't a lot of that, to be yeah. honest with you. Agreed. And that was probably with a team that's not good throwing the ball anyway. Sure. And their backup quarterback. It just that was disappointing. Now again, they held him to to you know because here's the thing that some people are going to say, and this is why I say stats are great. I like using stats, but if if you're going to use stats, you have to do them with context. Mm-hmm. 
because anyone can take a statistic and, and spin it to where, boy, it sounds great. And I saw, like, for example, today, Notre Dame's uh, PR uh, Twitter page put a st- statistic out today. And it was, I'm actually going to find it. And it was, I mean, look, okay. it sounds great. And, and I hope it continues. But it was basically Notre Dame's ranks on defense. And it said that right now Notre Dame uh, ranks second in rushing yards per game. That's that's actually their offense. Excuse me. They rank first in pass efficiency defense, third in pass yards allowed, fourth in total defense. And that all sounds great. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, but who are you playing Right, like that. That's 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 kind of my thing. Is is you're you're not really you haven't really played anybody that's that's any good. Yeah, so Offensive, far. offensively. Yeah, as far as an offensive football team. Yeah, I mean, right. NC State ranks 61st in scoring offense. Navy ranks 119th in scoring offense, and Central Michigan ranks 99th in scoring offense. And the only reason that NC State even ranks as high as 61st is because this past weekend they hung 45 points on v- VMI. Uh, FCS team that's not a very good football team as far as I mean from what I remember I don't remember VMI ever being good football so um, I mean you have to look at context Vince and, and say yeah those numbers sound great they sound awesome yeah but you're not doing it against anybody that's really all that good and, and right. all that effective I mean North Carolina State uh, total offense ranks uh, did I just look at so that's yeah. They're also sixty first in total offense. I thought for a second I was looking at the wrong thing because they were sixty first in that one as well. Navy ranks one hundred and third in total offense, and Central Michigan ranks three hundred. Uh, excuse me, one hundred nineteenth in total offense. And and I can promise you guys that Tennessee State doesn't rank much higher at the FCS level. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So actually, I'm gonna go look and see what Tennessee State did this weekend. Because uh, I know they won their second game, their their second game of the, their first game of the year was against Notre Dame, and they lost. And then their second game they won, and they won I think like twenty four to fourteen. And then this past weekend they won again over Gardner Webb, and they won twenty seven twenty five. So that they've won their two games, but they scored twenty four and twenty five points in those games. Right, like they're not going down at the FCS level and lighting the world on fire with their great scoring average you know what i mean like they're averaging 292 yards per game yeah you know so like yeah okay well part of that was notre dame sure but let me give you the statistics for their two games they've played since then uh against uh who's this this is uh uh, arkansas pine bluff they won the game and had 379 yards of offense that's it 18 first downs decent day of work against a not very good team. And then this past week against Gardner Webb, they won the game and got outgained by 23 yards. They had 341 yards of offense on 80 plays, 4.3 yards per play. Right. This isn't a real good football team offensively. Right. So again, context wise, it's not great. And I'll say this too, Vince. I have seen games where Notre Dame did not check my keys to victory and did great. Sure. Because like last when I'm week. Only given three, yeah. When I, but, but not even just that, but it's like I thought these three things were important, and they didn't necessarily do those, but it wasn't a negative because right, right. you know, hey, you need to really convert on third down. Okay, well then you get into a game and you're like, dude, we didn't face any third downs. Well, great. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's not a well, they didn't they didn't do great on third down. They only went, you know, two of five. That's not great. 
well, but dude, they only had five third downs. That's really good. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not like, well, if they don't check off my boxes, then that means they did poorly. But this year I've tried to, I've tried to make them more specific to the matchups. And then in and, and the last two weeks, when, and when you look at the areas where they don't check those boxes so far this year, it's been, it's been problematic. Sure. It's, it's kept them back. And I think that's a big thing that happened on Saturday and people will look at the numbers and say, well, you know, dude, why are you complaining? They held Central Michigan to, you know, X number of plays and, you know, X number of yards and all that. And I'm just like, I mean, dude, they had 268 yards of offense, five points, five yards per play. Central Michigan went for five yards per play. Michigan State held them to 219 yards of offense and 3.3 yards per play. And Michigan State had to face their starting quarterback. Notre Dame didn't. Did you see what happened to Michigan State this weekend on defense? Did you watch him give up 713 yards right. to Washington and 9.9 yards per play? So those that's why there's concern on our end. And, and I just want people to understand that. That's that's why we're concerned about the defense. I hope that they figured out, and I hope that we're wrong. I really hope that we're wrong. I want Al Golden to be successful for a million reasons. Oh, yeah. But I'm just, look, these are the things I think they needed to do, and they didn't do them. And the result was they gave up way too many yards and especially too many points to a team that honestly, Vince, you should have shut down, completely yep. dominated. Yep. I mean, you shouldn't have given – There's you gave up 70 points and they missed a field goal. Yeah. They should, should not have, have had seven. They shouldn't have been in the frigging end zone twice. That, that and, Unless one of them was like late in the game against your right freshman or something. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I anticipated Bert Emanuel Jr. like busting a long run like once. Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe against the twos, like that sort of a thing. And he didn't even play. And they still put up 17 points. All right? When I heard that he wasn't going to play, I was like, like this is going to be boring. This yes. is going to be a game. And this was a one-possession game for way Half too time. long. Okay? Yeah. Way too long. I mean, it was, it was Notre Dame made it a two-possession game. It was a two-possession game for most of the game. Right. Right, let's be honest about that. However, Central Michigan did make it a one possession game at the very end of the second quarter. And then the first drive of the second third second half, third quarter, Notre Dame made it a two possession game again and they never made it a single possession game again. Right? Sure. Okay. I mean, but that's what you should have done early. This is not a very good this is not a very good football team. And the best thing about Central Michigan was their defense, in my opinion. That's the best side of the ball for them. Sure. The offense sure. is not. And uh, 
it was it was a little frustrating. Yeah, it was a little frustrating. But hey, the way I look at it is, you got all your bad stuff out this week. There you go. Right, get all your bad plays out this week. You ran a million blitzes. You wanted to try some stuff out, didn't work. Take the stuff that works, keep it. Throw the other stuff out. You get JD Bertrand back. You're yep. gonna get JD. Brown, you're gonna get uh, DJ Brown back. Hopefully, they get Gabriel Rubio back. Fingers be, crossed yeah, that they get big. Gabriel Rubio back this that'll week be too. Big. And he, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it was it wasn't a great check of all the boxes on defense. But at the end of the day, Vince won 41-17, and they're 4-0, yeah. right? So you got to be happy about that. I mean, absolutely. If, if I mean, look, we we said going into Ohio State, you had to be undefeated. You had to be undefeated going into this game, right? You had to handle your business, and they are. They're, they're exactly where I, I, I could nitpick, well, you know, maybe they should only be giving up eight points per game. You know what I mean? Like they should be outscoring opponents 50 to eight instead of 47 to 11. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Okay. Right. right. Okay. But they've put themselves in position to be in this type of spotlight moment. Yep. And when you think about uh, Ryan, Ryan tweeted out from the game that somebody in the stand said that their name's, I have to find the tweet that he said. Oh, I remember hearing this. He's like, he didn't even know what to say. Yeah. Which Um, for Ryan is, um, he's a lot like me. If he doesn't know what to say, it's like, wow. Yeah. Let me, let me find that exact tweet. Cause I, I was like, you know, just the context sometimes, you know, is like, uh, um, yeah. Let me see here real quick. Let me find that tweet real fast. All right. Let's see here. Uh, someone in the stands just told me that Notre Dame has regressed regressed since the Navy game. No, that's right. I didn't know. I did not respond. Respond. <clears throat> what? Is, what are you watching? Like what? Claim you're a football fan and you've watched four games of this team and you you think they re, they've regressed. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Just flat out amazing. Yeah. But okay, people are welcome to their opinion. That's no problem. Free country and all. Yep. But. You know, you're entitled to be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. At times. Just ask my absolutely. wife. I'm wrong all the time. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, it's it's they're 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 going in a good direction. Notre Dame has now won was it 10 of their last 11 games. Their only loss was on the road to a top 10, a top five, I think USC team to the Heisman Trophy winner by, by 11. It was a competitive game, but USC was definitely the better team that day. Yeah. And they've beaten, what is it, four of the teams they beat last year were ranked when they beat them, I, I believe. Syracuse was ranked when they beat them. Um, North, no, was, was it during that stretch? Syracuse was ranked when they beat them. I'm trying to remember this. See, like last year so, so long ago now, Vince. Yeah, I know that. It was. Uh, so, so last year, so Syracuse was ranked when they beat them. Clemson was ranked when they beat them. And then South Carolina was ranked when they beat them. So three of the six final wins were ranked. And then, of course, they beat North uh, BYU when they were ranked. So they had four wins over ranked teams last year. So four came from the wins over ranked teams. Three of them were during that six out of seven stretch down the way. And then, of course, uh, you go to 2023, and they've they've won four this year. So they've, they've won 10 of their last 11. They have scored – 40 points or more, 41 points or more in their last six wins. Uh, since losing to Stanford, they have scored at least 35 points in all but one game. 
that was against NC. That was against USC. Uh, in this in this stretch of ten wins out of eleven games, they have scored in the four. Uh, they have scored forty points or more in eight of the ten wins. So certainly things are trending in a in a good direction for Notre Dame. Yeah. They just gotta. This is the this next one's going to be big. But right. they handled their business against Central Michigan. They, I don't believe they have any new injuries coming out of this game. As far as I know, we'll find out for sure tomorrow when Coach Freeman addresses the media. We'll know for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I'm excited. Yep, about it. I will too. say this one last thing. We didn't talk about this. If I was Notre Dame, I would say we're never playing Central Michigan again. I thought they were a pretty dirty team. I thought there was some stuff I didn't like in that game. I, yeah, I wasn't especially I wasn't the stuff around the that. quarterback. Yeah, that that bothered me. That yep. really bothered me. I agree. So, well, wasn't it, as dirty as the hit that some Colorado State kid had last night well, on Travis Hunter. That's not possible. But uh, I mean, yeah. that's, that was about seven seconds too late. I yeah. realize I'm being sarcastic, yeah. but still, yeah. that was uh, yeah, that was super dirty. Yeah, super dirty. Yeah. But how about the play by that quarterback for? Colorado State, that young kid, man. Like well, I, that was a fun game last night, man. man it was I, a really fun game. I was like, I, I was trying to like toothpick my eyes open to stay awake to watch that whole thing. Yeah. I didn't quite make yeah, it. It was but, way past your bedtime. Oof, I was struggling, yeah. man. But uh what I saw was one heck of a game. So yeah. uh that was that was a lot of fun. We, we do have five super chats here, Vince, before we get oh, out of here. All right. So let's get let's let's roll with those. So you ready to rock and roll on these? Let's do it. All right, Kevin Horton, thanks for the super chat. Two quickies. Uh, many or any RPOs, and where's Dion? They didn't run a ton of RPOs against uh, Central Michigan. They ran some at a, a little yeah, they really screen didn't on run a one. They didn't run a ton against them, and uh, don't know why they have. They've run a decent number in previous games, but they didn't run a lot this past week. Uh, Dion Colsey played; he just didn't get targeted, mm-hmm. but he played. He was in in the first half. Matter yep. of fact, I'm. I, I think second second quarter. I definitely saw him in the second quarter. He may have been in even sooner, but he was definitely in the second quarter at the very at the latest. So yeah, yep. but yeah, there's a yep. lot of really good receivers. Okay, yep. so that's part of the problem. Yep. Chris Wheeler, thank you so much for the super chat. Does it seem Sam is holding on to the ball too long at times? Early on, we kind of broke that down earlier in the in the show. Uh, yes, early. But then I think he cleaned it up as as things moved along. Yep, uh, agree. Yeah, yeah look, every quarterback's going to have that at times, Chris. Yeah, every quarterback's going to have that at times. I thought there were two plays he held it last week, a little too long, uh, and then this week more so. But overall, I don't think he's holding it too long. Overall, for what yeah. is considered, uh, like yes, there are plays where that's happening, but overall, I would say no. This game was definitely the most noticeable in that regard. But yeah, I thought he settled in in the second half and went 16 of 26 for 30 yards. So I thought he cleaned it up pretty good. And and there were plays where – you know what it comes down to, Vince? I, I really felt like at times on Saturday he just – as I said, he was just really – this is where I want to go to the ball. With the yeah, ball. right. Whereas in the first three games he was kind of reading it like, out. Yep, this is where – And, and I sometimes mean, yeah. that can happen against an inferior opponent. I, I – you know, I just well, and let me ask you yeah. this. Let me let me see what you think about this, Brian. We we talked about how there was a concerted effort to get the outside receivers the football. Do you think maybe Sam had that on his mind at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game? Because it felt like he was looking outside a lot and not looking downfield. Yes, yeah. Like I feel, 
I feel like that was part of the game plan. And I feel like he almost was married to it a little bit too much. Like he felt he needed on. to get them involved. Because yes. if we're going to get the exactly. outside guys involved, it's on me to right. do it. Exactly. That, that's that. Looking back on it, like hindsight 2020 and all, it feels like that might have been something. I, th- I could. There's merit to that. And that's yeah. NFL quarterbacks do that. Like, sure. man, I got to really get my guy involved. And yeah. So you start forcing balls early. Because you know that you're going to yeah. need those guys next week. Like yeah. a lot of what well, happened. And, you just, and, and Sam's, Sam's savvy enough to know, like, dude, I got to get Tobias going. I got to get Chris, yeah. Chris Tyree feeling calm. I need, yeah. I need yeah, to yeah, build yeah. these guys' confidence up, you know. And and we saw it. I mean, you know, th- those are the two guys that that's the those are the big play weapons for Notre Dame, right? And and you say, hey, I, you know, you really need those guys to roll, man. You really do. Sure. And then you look at it and you're like, hey, you know, t- they had that one, you know, Chris had that one big play on the busted play. I mean, it's a great play by Sam Hartman. It wasn't a great play by Chris. He just caught it and ran. Sure. You know, and after he'd gotten ridden out of bounds and driven to the ground, you know what I mean? Like, right. it just wasn't like a, that's on Chris Tyree play. Oh, that's his great speed. Like, honestly, anybody could have done that one. No, no shot on Chris, but that's just being honest. It's just a fact. Yeah. You know, Tobias had had that one catch, but like, that was really the only decent catch you'd had all year. And, and hey, this offense can't be what it's capable of if those two guys aren't aren't playing well. Well, then you come out in this game and and two of your first three drives end with touchdowns down the field to those two kids, you know. And 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 Chris. And then on the second drive that doesn't end with one of those events, you get a touchdown run. But that drive was extended on the very third play of that drive on a third and nine where Chris Tyree makes a play. So you saw Tyree and Tobias making plays early in this right. game. And and so yeah, I could see that. And and so you come out and those kids combine for five catches for what would that be? 179 yards, Vince, 91 plus 88, 179 yards. Dude, if they if they combine for that on Saturday, Notre Dame's yeah. gonna have a really good chance to yeah. win. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely you know, so yeah, it was important to see that. But I, I did feel at times Sam was just like, Yeah, I need to get the ball here instead of what get are they doing? The open guy. And yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. agreed. Yeah. Fort Wayne Irish, thanks for the super chat. Four games in, is there a number two running back emerging behind Audric? Which running back would you give more carries as the season progresses? I'm not one. It's not one guy. It's going to vary depending on what our game plan is. If my mm-hmm. game plan is more downhill off tackle, my number two back is going to be Jadarian Price. If I'm trying to be more slashy with it, then I'm going to have Jeremiah Love doing it. But here's the reality of it. Those two kids are going to get carries for me every week. Absolutely. They're going to get touches for me every week. And, you know, Jabron's going to play too. Jabron's doing some solid things, but I, I don't need a number two back. I, I know that we always kind of, we kind of zero in on like, who's the two and who's the this and, you know, like who's the number two back. I don't care that usually when teams put out depth charts with the oars, I'm like, nonsense. That's silly. In this no, case, this is it's accurate. True. It's a hundred percent true. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What are you trying to accomplish? What plays are you trying to do? What are you trying to use these guys for? And and that's where we're at. So to me, I'm playing all of them still. I, I really would. Yep. And I think Notre Dame has done a nice job of working those guys in while also not letting Audric get too cold. Right. You know, and, and so I think that's and they're not doing it series to series. They're kind of doing it play to play, depending on I mean, it's not like okay, you got this series or you got this unless it's Audric. Audric's been out there for a full series, but the other guys, it's like, okay, hey, go spell them. Or, hey, we want you in here for this, right. you know, that right. kind of a thing. And then Audric's on, on his way back in. So I agree with you. They're not just letting him get cold on the sideline, which I think is important. I really do. I mean, yes, Audric is your closer. He's the guy that you want to have the ball late in the game and all of that, no doubt. 
but I don't want him getting cold. I don't want to save. He's not yeah. my he's not just the like, closer. He didn't touch the ball in the second quarter, but he was playing. Right. He was out there. Right. You know, he was in pass pro at times. He, you know, and then of course they rode him in the second half. Yeah. But yeah, I I I and part of it too, Fort Wayne Irish is who's hot. Right. I mean, that's if a, if you put Jabron thing. Payne, if 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 Jabron Payne's expected to be your fourth back on the field or your fourth back in your plans, and you put him out there and he makes two great reads and great, he's slashing and he's feeling great, you know, hey, let's let's ride that a little bit more. Yep. You know, For if sure. Jeremiah loves just gashing a team, like let's ride that a little bit more. There needs to be some of that too. But I'm playing all those kids. Yeah. Uh, honestly, and and me too. And finding what what are they comfortable with? And now you've got four games. You should have a little better idea. I mean, Jadarian Price made that. The 15 yard run he had on Saturday was a thing of beauty because they had a guy unblocked that like they had the second half of the game, Vince, Central Michigan started doing more. Once Central Michigan fell behind 31-17, I felt like they were like, okay, now we got to try to Notre Dame's gonna try to run really run the clock. And they started putting more guys in the box. And that particular play, Notre Dame didn't have enough bodies to account for that safety that came down uh, uh, late on the right. play. Yep. And Jadarian's is like Okay, you can't tackle me. Make a miss, and then he runs for 15 yards. You're like, dude. Yeah. Sometimes you can block it up, and you just as perfectly as you want, but you don't have enough dudes to block their dudes, and you just need a running back that can make people miss. And Jadarian's like, I got you. And we've seen Audric do that this year. I mean, it, that was an impressive play. Yeah. And you know, Jeremiah had a play on an eight-yard run, or was it was it the swing pass where he actually got hit pretty early, but he bounced off of it and picked up extra yards. So the backs are playing at a pretty high level right now. And we talk about Audric and Audric's the dude right now. I mean, he is the dude sure. right now, leads the nation in rushing right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it comes down to it. You've got a, actually he's uh yeah, he leads the nation in rushing right now. So there's a guy behind him that uh, has more yards per game. He ranks second in yards per game. Uh, the other guy has, uh, 454 yards in three games. Audric has 521 in four games, but that guy still has 13 more carries than Audric, and Audric yeah. has 67 more yards than that guy because Audric's averaging 8.3 yards per play, and that guy's averaging six per carry, I should say. And that guy's averaging 25 carries a game. Audric's at 15.75. You know, so it's like, yeah, he's played more games, but you know. There's a lot more dudes. He he ranks first in yards. He ranks sixth in, in attempts. Right, put it that way. That that puts it into context how how well Audric estimates playing right now. So, yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's doing all right. But you're still getting those other kids touches. That's right. what I love. To your point, I mean, this is the first time Audric got to 20 carries this year was on Saturday. You know, and so yeah, I think they're doing a good job with how they're using yep. them. Agreed. I do. Agreed. Good problem to have, All though. Right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, last two, Vince. And All right, Dr. Bull Dobbs, thank you very much for the super check. Can you explain what you mean by letting the D-line loose? I thought D-line was always trying to get home. Thanks. Love the show. No, it really comes down to, I mean, the D-line's always trying to get to the ball. But how are they trying to get to the ball? And what Notre Dame has been doing a lot of is is using the defensive line to occupy gaps and blocks in order to free up your blitzers as opposed to using your D-line to attack the ball as the first line of defense. Even though they're the first line, right, situationally, they're often not the first line of defense because they're not the ones that they're using to try to attack the football. 
that's what that means. And yep. so I want to see them turn loose where you're letting them shoot gaps. You're letting them come off the line with speed and quickness and, and power and not just and really attack and then the let line. the linebackers clean up. That's right. what I want to see as opposed to the other way around. Right. That's what that means. So hopefully that makes a little bit more sense now. And this is the last one, Vince. Chief Brody, thanks for the super chat. Are you more or less nervous for Ohio State after the Central Michigan game? I'm not nervous at all, so well, I don't know. I'm not playing on Saturday, so I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I'm uh, not nervous. I know the spirit of his question, though. Vince, sure. is, is well, the question is is there is there more or less concern conf- about this Notre Dame football yeah. team? Do I have, how about after? Am I more or less game? confident about the you know the game or Notre Dame standing in the game? You know that kind of a thing. I would say if I was at a certain place before the Central Michigan game where I'm at now, I'm a little bit more confident than I was at, you know, before, only because I think the offense took a step. I think the offensive line specifically took a step. And if I'm comparing, you know, last year's Ohio State game at Ohio State, first game of the season versus this year's Ohio State game at night, at home, you know, with this group, with this coach, with this, you know, quarterback, et cetera, I like the offense better. And they were an offense away from winning that game. I mean, they were a safety blitz away from potentially winning that game, you know, uh, with the offense that they had. So now Ohio State's defense has gotten better, right? They've got a different quarterback now. I think they've got a more dynamic wide receiver core, maybe all top to bottom. There's a lot of different things. Okay. But I feel more confident because I think Notre Dame is going to be able to score some points. And if, and again, if the defense can just play the way they did in the first game last year, or if the, you know, Notre Dame wins this game. Now, a lot of variables, a lot of stuff going on, but as far as yeah. my confidence level, I'm more confident this year than I was last year for sure. Sure. I'm, I'm every bit as confident about this. Cause again, I think I, one of the issues that people have is, is there's too much criticism of the Notre Dame team from some Notre Dame fans with no context. And, you know, so I, I you know, I, now not all, because there's there's some that have had a completely opposite view of this, but it's like, man, I, I don't know if you can beat Georgia the way that they played on Saturday against Central Michigan. I'm like, you can if Georgia plays the way they do, they've done the last two weeks. I mean, Georgia was down to South Carolina 14 to three at halftime. Yeah. And to, Georgia was held under 100 yards rushing yeah. by Ball State. A Mac team. They're just right? like they were playing Spencer Rattler the other yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Not a fan. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean, Vince? So it's like, yeah, you look absolutely. at it and say, hey, um, sure. If if they if they have to play, if they have to play this team, then yeah, sure. I mean, if they if they play Georgia from two years ago or Georgia from the Ohio State game last year, well, guys, that's that's not who Georgia's been. Right. Oh man, I'm I'm really worried about Ohio State because of how well they played against Western Kentucky. That was a great win. I, I Western Kentucky's a good football team. I mean, my buddy was like, "Well, that's not a very good team." Right? I was like, "Dude, they won nine games last year." Sure. You know, that's a quality football team. Tyler Helton's doing a really nice job with Western Kentucky. They they usually have a pretty good offense, you know, and 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 they've got a quarterback that that threw for over four thousand yards last year. I think he's a tad overrated. You know, but he's still a, a good quarterback. Threw for for uh, for uh, four thousand seven hundred forty four yards last year, and against Ohio State, he went for two hundred seven, just just only two hundred seven, one touchdown. Right, so that was a good win. But does that mean that we're just going to ignore what they did the first two weeks against Indiana and Youngstown State? Right, right. Like so, at the end of the day, none of that matters. What those nope. teams did against those other teams doesn't matter because Notre Dame is going to get 
a better performance from Ohio State than what Ohio State had against Indiana and Youngstown because they're not Indiana and Youngstown. Ohio State's going to be more keyed in on this game. They're going to be the the same is true for Notre Dame as well, right? Ohio State's going to get Notre Dame's best shot as well. Yeah, and what they did against Central Michigan is not necessarily translatable entirely to that next game. Now, there's certain things that you can look for. You know, schematically, or, or is there trends that you can pick up and things like that? But you're like, man, Notre Dame wasn't as focused against Central Michigan. They better not be like that against Ohio State. My whole point is they were not as focused against Central Michigan because they were looking towards the Ohio State game. Or are they going to be like, man, I, I'm not worried about Ohio State. Boy, I got to really get ready for that Riley Leonard game. Guys, that's that's not how it works. And so right, um, this football team, to me, I, I thought – I had them as a playoff team. I had as eleven and one playoff team before the season. They have, they are better right now than I thought they were going to be through four games. Even the defense, which I have some concerns about, is not as good in some areas as I'd hoped it would be. The D line has not been as disruptive as I'd hoped, but other positions have been better, and so it kind of balances itself out. They still got to get better, no doubt. But those are the things, Vince. Is I feel this is a better football team than I thought. Ohio guys, if you think I had a buddy of mine, it's like, man, I, I don't know. Notre Dame's offensive line better step up and play better. They're gonna be in trouble. I'm like, did you have you watched Ohio State's offensive line this year? Have you seen them play this year? They're they would trade places with Notre Dame's offensive line in a heartbeat right now, the way that they've played the first couple games. Now you just got to make sure if you're Notre Dame that this isn't the game that they get right. Yeah, that, that's exactly. gonna, that's gonna be the key, right? Don't yes. make don't let this be the game that they get right. Hundred percent, you know. Um, and and those yeah. are all those are all things that are going to be part of this. And then there's parts of the game that that Notre Dame doesn't match up as well against Ohio State, and there's areas where Ohio State doesn't match up real well against Notre Dame. It comes down to who plays to their strengths the best, and which team can greater protect the areas where the matchups aren't as favorable. And uh, nothing for even if Notre Dame would have sputtered through four quarters against Central Michigan, maybe one like 30 to 24, it wouldn't really change my view of this game because I would have said the same thing. They were sleepwalking past that team getting ready for the next game. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. And and we've seen this before. We've seen this from college football teams in the past. You know, hey, you, you don't play well this game and then because you've got a big game coming up the next week and then you just go out there and roll that team. Right? That's – that's just kind of to me how how football is, man. That's just that's just yep. kind of how it goes. And like, look, week before Ohio State played or Michigan played Ohio State last year, they honestly should have lost Illinois. They got out. It, it, I thought the referees gave Michigan that game. You remember that oh, game, Vince? Yeah. Michigan won nineteen seventeen. Some yep. phantom pass interference penalties. Sure do. Why? why? Because Michigan was over was looking past Illinois. Shouldn't 100%. have because that was a really good defense. But they were looking past Illinois. Yeah. And Illinois was a good matchup for them. And they almost lost. Lost. They beat. They won nineteen to seventeen against Illinois. What did they do the next week? They got curb stomp Ohio State. Yeah. So you just you can't react to games in that manner, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You really can't. And, uh, but at the end of the day, I will say this: evaluating this team on the whole, after four games, they're further along than I thought that they would be at this point. They are better than I – the offense has been even better than I thought it would be. Sure. It really is. Yep. I, I would not have predicted 40-plus points in each of the first three games. I would no. not have predicted 40 points against – I didn't even predict 40 points against Navy, dude. I predicted thir- <laughs> I predicted like 38 to 13. Yeah. 
I, di- I di- didn't predict over 40 against NC State. I think I predicted like 31 to 17. So, yeah, they're exceeding my expectations. Now they've got to put it all together for next week because you are going to need to bring it next week against Ohio State. No doubt about You're it. You're going to have to bring it. No, no, it was a, no doubt about it. But I just feel like with the quarterback they have, Vince. Yeah. They're going to be in every know, game. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'll say. You'll be in every game. Dude, how many times we how how many years have we been saying this? They're a quarterback Gosh. away. They're a quarterback away. They're yeah. a quarterback away. Yep. Yep. And they went out in 2021 with, I would argue, the weakest team they had since 2016 and still went 11 and 1 in the regular season. Why? Because they had the best quarterback they'd had in several years in Tyler Buckner. I mean, excuse me, in um Ian Book. Jack Cohn. No, that was Jack Cohn. Oh, you talked 21. I, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I was never I a big fan of Ian Book. Yeah. I thought Jack Cohn was was I mean, you look at what he did that year. He was really good. Oh, he was phenomenal in the year. Yeah, you take him, him off that football out. team. Notre Dame's got three, four losses that year. Yeah, no doubt about opinion. it. Yep. So, and, and, and now you're here. Yep. So, all right. That's it. Well, that's going to do it for this week's version of Upon Further Review. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around with us on a Sunday night. We're here every Sunday night, folks. And you know what this means, right? Because we're at the end of the show. It's officially Ohio State week. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. So you can officially start talking about Ohio State because we are all in. But before we do, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, because there very well may be a special show in the evening time this week. Just saying. I don't know what day. I don't know what time. But I'm just saying. Yeah. There might be a show. Vince and I have to do a Ohio State (laughs) show together this week. Have to. 100%. 100%. And yeah. it's going to happen. So we're going to figure all those details out. But you better hit that notification bell so that you know when it is so you guys can hop in and uh, and participate in IB After Dark because it's going to happen, everybody. So, like I said, like, subscribe, notification bell. Give us a five-star review if you're listening on the podcast. I like those. I haven't checked out the uh, the comments lately. I'm going to have to jump in there and check those out. And, uh, but everybody share with your family and friends, really appreciate it. This is going to be, this is a huge week. Notre Dame's undefeated. Ohio state's undefeated game day. You name it. This is what we wanted, it's man. Under the lights. Like this, this is exactly it. what we wanted. Yes. This is the game we wanted. We wanted the Buckeyes to be, I, at least yep. I did. Oh, I wanted Ohio state to be undefeated. Yep. I wanted Notre Dame to be undefeated. I didn't want any question marks about the quarterback. Kyle McCord yep. has locked that position down the last two weeks yep. i didn't want any question marks it doesn't appear that your best against injuries. our best and let's see what happens like, you know what you i mean know. no major injuries yeah. for anybody like it's going to be best v best yeah. and that's what we want and, and we respect ohio state because unlike oh, yeah, some sure. analysts for the buckeyes we actually know who is on the other team that we're mm-hmm. evaluating it's amazing Just saying yeah it's Just amazing saying. So. so stay locked in, everybody, because afternoon shows, IB Nation sports talk shows, all kinds of stuff all week long. We'll keep you guys locked in as long as you are locked in with us. So for Brian, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Well, stay week. Thank you.